You're listening to About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Without further ado, here's your host, the Iron Wifey herself, Michaela. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode. Now, my guest this week is actually truly diving into the father's business. And I mean that from the business standpoint, for sure. I actually met her at work. Um, I was working overnight and she was one of the vendors for a conference in San Diego. And she has an amazing jewelry business that um, the jewelry she sells is just absolutely stunning. And we ended up connecting. Um, she's from my hometown, which is, well, actually, she's from here in San Diego, but she lives in my hometown. And of course, I live in her hometown. Um, but it's super cool to be able to connect with like, like-minded like women who are living for God, who are running businesses that are faith-led and God-led, and who are truly just stepping out in faith when it comes to being about the Father's business. Now, we dive into business strategies. You will actually hear about how she actually started her business in jewelry, where she sees it going, how it's been growing, some of the financial mistakes that she's made, some of the 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 wins that she's had as far as uh, creating the jewelry and selling the jewelry and truly learning what it means to be a businesswoman. And please be advised that we were at the conference when we recorded this episode. So you will hear all of the conference stuff in the background, but just know that we truly dive into the the bulk of what it means to be about the father's business. I present to you the owner and founder of Jewels & Co, a gem for femme, Miss Marin Bellachew. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> much appreciated. Thank you for those kind words. <laughs> oh, of course. So, I'm just going to jump right in. Sure. Why the name Jewels & Co? Well, uh Jewels because it's about jewels. Uh, jewelry, gemstones, and and co, because I figured that eventually I would have to collaborate with so many great people to provide great service, great products, great experiences. I love it. And great results. I love it. And your tagline, a gym or the gym for a femme? Yes. Why the tagline? Well, one of my customers suggested what they saw my product. Um, when they first saw my products, they said, "These are the gems for a femme." And Aww. so he said he suggested that I change the company name, but I said, "You know what? I think that'll be the logo." Mm-hmm. And you know, it was very complimentary that. I'm sure this is a well-traveled person. This is a person that has seen a lot, a lot of jewelry, a lot of products. And for him to have that reaction when first seeing my collection and to say that, that these are the gems of a femme, you know, of a lady, mm-hmm. you know, it was just very complimentary, very touching, very flattering. And I said, okay, I'm going to snatch it up. It's my logo. <laughs> and it's also the name of, the, of uh, our upcoming website, The Gem of a Femme. I love it. How long have you been in jewelry? Uh, I've been doing this for over 10 years. Okay. Um, been doing it by myself for over 10 years. Uh, started off simple farmer's markets, 
wherever I could get in for free or very, very little. <laughs> I started off with only earrings um, and then just expanded from there. Okay. So what did you do before you got into jewelry and what led to this shift? Um, I did several things. I mean, I went to school. I got my bachelor's. Um, I'm halfway through my master's. And thank you. And during all those times I've worked for, um, I've been an accountant, I've been um, a teacher, uh, I worked as an administrator for uh, a nonprofit for almost 10 years. And um, even as an administrator for a nonprofit for uh, almost 10 years, there was nowhere else for me to move up. Mm -hmm. It was a mom and pop uh, thing. And so eventually, just kind of, there, was a, there wasn't a space for me anymore because there was nowhere else for me to, to go. And so it just, we had to just split, you know, uh, journeys. And so then I went to an engineering company as an accountant, and that went well until the crash happened in, two, I believe, in 2008, and the company had to downsize. So I just took, I'm not used to jumping from job to job, so... Mm -hmm. I just took six month break trying to figure out what to do and so on. And during that six months, I, I would happen to be walking up and down the coast of Venice Beach. And I saw a young lady with a baby strapped on her back. And there was a table in front of her and a line of people in front of her. And I said, what is going on? And it was a very hot day. And I was really concerned that that baby was frying in the sun. So as I was walking and getting closer, I noticed she had jewelry on the table. And the closer I looked, I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this stuff. This is lapis and rubies and onyx and turquoise. And this is some amazing pieces. And I heard the tourists that were in line at her table shouting out $4, $5. And I said, $4, $5 for these amazing gemstones? But this was an African girl who I'm guessing she had just come here and she was just trying to make ends meet, probably to provide for her baby. She was only asking for $8 for the necklaces. I said, mm. this late girl has no clue what she has in her hand. She has no idea. And these poor tourists, these not these poor tourists, but these tourists were trying to, you know, talk her down from $8 to $4. I was like, oh my God, there's a baby strapped on her back. And mm -hmm. you already know $8 is an outrageous, ridiculous price. So I just walked up to the table. Uh, not that I had a lot of money, but I just said, look. I'll buy your whole table if you take a check from me because I don't have any cash on me. If you can trust me, I'll buy your whole table. Get your baby out of here. And she said, yes. Yeah. So I bought the whole table and left from there. And then I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do with all this jewelry, with all these beads? And so I just said, you know, why don't I do something? And so I started fiddling with them. And then soon after, I started selling them for market value. And... It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I think I made 3500 off of those beads that I wow. bought for all together for $150. Wow. So I, she wanted $8 a piece. I ended up paying $150. I turned around and 
fixed them up and made $3,500 off of them. And I said, well, this is interesting. Let me try this again. So I went and got some jewelry, got some beads and did some more and found a place to sell them, sold them. And I had in one day, I had five, $600 in my pocket. And I said, well, this is interesting again. I said, okay, well, let me try this one more time. If it works three <laughs> times, really I know. So I did it again, and I, this time I did it, a, there was a, it's called a, some kind of festival was going on in the Los Angeles area, and it was about a week long. And I said, let me try this. So I literally was making $600 a day. Wow. And, and I said, why am I going to go back look for a job? Why don't I just get going? Mm-hmm. So I did, and I never looked back. And it's not always easy. It's not always, um, you know, working for yourself. You have to be very self-disciplined. Mm. And you're making a schedule for something. I had to start making a schedule for something that I had no knowledge of where to start, who to ask, where to go, where to set up. It's just, I just, and, but when you see those kind of results, you just don't ignore them. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, through in time, I figured all those questions out, who, what, where, when, how, why, and 10 years later, I never looked back. Wow, that's an amazing story. But it all started from just wanting to help somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it all started there. If I hadn't seen that girl, and I would have never known. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> what has been one of the most challenging parts of owning your own business? Um, there are many aspects of self-motivation. No one's going to make a schedule for you. No one's going to go to book shows for you. No one's going to uh, research for you. No one is going to... You have to get up and do it. Hmm. You have to get up and, you know, check your inventory, work on your craft, set appointments, you know, call around, hear a whole lot of no's before you hear yeses. Um, take risks, um, stay up late, say no to friends, no, I can't hang out, no, I can't spend that money there because you need to spend it on your business. Mm. Um, you might, a lot of sacrifices, you know, um, because in the beginning it's like your funds are limited. You're either going to use them on your business, invest in your business, or you're going to use them, or you're going to spend it at a restaurant, you're going to spend it at the mall, or or whatever, the newest gadget, whatever it is. And when you're building a business, you need to have funds for your merchandise, for your, in this case, for my merchandise, you need to have funds for booths. Mm. You know, some of these places want three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, and when you're starting off, that's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so you make sacrifices and self-discipline. Self-discipline. You can always work. You can work every weekend. I can book an event every weekend. 
but I have to self-discipline, get up, research online, research local newspapers, research local events coming up, and see where you can get in. Wow. And it's all it's just you by yourself, just you by yourself. Cranking it out. Yep. And you're looking for uh, because by hand there's only so much you can make. Mm-hmm. I mean you're if you're gonna make good quality stuff, there's only so much you, you can make. So you have to research for products. And sometimes I can be researching all night for products only only fine too. Now, how do you find your products? Is there like a wholesale market that you can attend? Or are there people who you've built relationships with who kind of, you know, give products and then give you commission based on whatever you sell? Like, how does that work? Uh, the, I don't know about any, anyone that gives, gives products and then gives you commission. And I'm not sure if you're going to run your own business, I'm not sure you want to do that because they're probably going to keep the majority of the, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there are shows like The Magic Show. I know there's one in Vegas twice a year. And it's huge. It's huge. 100,000 people go oh, to wow. it, retailers and buyers. And um, wholesalers from all over the world come in. They take up the entire Vegas uh, convention right. centers, hotels, you name it. And, you know, they have a specific section, a specific building dedicated just for jewelry, just for hats, just for shoes, Mm. just for handbags. And so you can go through there and um, and see what you like and so on and meet different people. Um, For me, um, it just I would just go to local places, local places. Um, downtown mm-hmm. you know just lo- local stores and if I saw something that I really liked and it's a good price and I thought I could resell it then I'd buy it okay you know, um, you know that's you start off where you can it, you know everyone has a different budget so I had no budget when I started I literally would find amazing earrings for 99 cents and sell them for $10. Wow. But if you're at a big festival and 300 people buy $10 earrings, that's Mm -hmm. $3,000. And then you flip that $3,000 and buy a little more lucrative pieces. So, and then you sell those for 20 bucks. And then... If you're at a huge conference and 300 people buy $20 earrings, you have $6,000. So it's just knowing your numbers. Knowing your numbers and growing growing gracefully. Mm. You know, putting away that money. You know, $3,000 is not a weekend in Vegas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not, not, hey, let's go to the, you know, Disneyland. It's putting away your money. And then, you know making a portion of it, reinvesting a portion of it and doing some more. Wow. How do you determine the value of your products? Well, that is, that is probably the best question ever regarding business. In my case, um, I've always been around gemstones. It Mm -hmm. was a hobby of my father and he was in the service uh, somewhat. 
and we used to travel a lot because of that and one of his hobbies was going to mines so hmm. i've always been around gemstones i know what they look like i know what they feel like i used to watch huge pieces of rubies and sapphires and even diamonds being pulled out and so i'm very familiar i hmm. can tell them i can tell the real thing from the fake thing probably a mile away of grown up with it since since walking age mm -hmm. so um so with that said wherever i am whether i'm in a department store whether i'm in a wholesale convention whether i'm in downtown i can tell you know the real from the fake mm. and so with that said I know kind of what to buy. So this is, for me, it was part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. I was around it all the time. So I could tell a dyed rock versus a real onyx. Um, a lot of times I go in stores and I find a gemstone necklace and I say, oh, this is, uh, this is sodalite or it's aventurine. And then I look at the tag and it's mislabeled. Mm. So even you know they have on there it's an agate or an amethyst and i was like this isn't an agate this isn't so because it's been part of my upbringing it's been part of my life i'm thankfully i'm able to tell now for the for the average person if you don't know um that's what makes it hard i've seen other i've seen other people in the same business they buy what they like and they think it is something that it's not and then they they can't put a market value price on there because it's not what mm -hmm. they think it is or it's not as valued as they think it is just because you like it jumping into something that you said regarding one of your biggest challenges um one thing that I that really stuck out is sacrifice and then you mentioned something along the lines that pretty much equivalented to faith how has your faith determined your journey so far in business and actually in life? In life. Well, um, there's a scripture that says, in all labor there is profit. Mm. Okay. So if you work, the Lord will work with you. Mm. Okay. If you don't want to work, then poverty will find you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you work, the Lord will work with you. So you can stand on that word that if you make an effort, you know. And then sometimes, you know, if I try to be a gardener <laughs> and I don't have a green thumb, it might not work. But that's a way of the, of the Lord letting me know that's not your thing. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas other people can make... You know, they're gifted at making things bloom and grow and, you know, tulips and roses and so forth. That's their thing. But when it's your thing, when it's your craft, when you find your craft and you market it properly and you work it properly and all labor there is profit. And the other thing is um, there's a scripture that says I can do all things through Christ that mm -hmm. strengthens me. So if you find your gift and you work it, 
you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You, you through through Christ who strengthens me. You can, and when it says I can do all things, it doesn't mean I can be a jack of all trades. Mm. It really means that I can. Well, I you. It, it means two things: that you can do everything that you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, through Christ that strengthens you. But it also means that. I can achieve everything that is meant for me to achieve through whatever the Lord has given my hands to do. Ooh. Okay. So you it's can not just broad. Everything you're meant to achieve through whatever the Lord has given your hands to do. So mm. it's not just I can do all things through Christ. It's not just a broad statement. Whatever I need to do to survive and to thrive. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. That doesn't necessarily, you know, I cannot play football. It's misinterpreted. A yeah. lot of people are just like, oh, I can do anything I want because right. Christ is going to give you strength. Right. I can't play football. No <laughs> one is going to recruit me for football. Okay. No matter how much faith I have, I can't. You know, I cannot jump off a building and fly. It's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. But it does mean that if we find who we are in Christ and what our gifts are and what our talents are and we work them, we can achieve all that is needed and necessary and wanted and is pleasing to be achieved for you know to achieve in Christ through him that strengthens us. Our your gift will make room for you. Your gift will open doors for you. I'm not in this conference because they like my personality, even though they like my personality. Mm -hmm. I'm in this conference because my gift, my gift of being able to put together good quality jewelry and, I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself in the back, but attractive jewelry, well-designed jewelry makes room for me. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when people book me, they're they're like, okay, we, we'll see what she what what she has, and my setup takes so long. By the end of the setup, they say, okay, well, what took eight hours? And they come around on scene, and just by looking at the jewelry, go, oh, mm. okay. So your gift will make room for you. You know, um, so. Um, yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And what the God gives me to do will provide all things, will achieve all things. If I work it, it will work. Mm. So that's one of the scriptures that drives me. I love that. Yeah. It does require faith. I mean, I came out here, I invested two, three grand to be here. Mm. You know? Uh, of course, I'd been here before, so I kind of knew in the ballpark what would, you know. But I, I invested two, three grand to be here. I wouldn't invest two, three grand into something that I wouldn't think that I could get it back. Mm. So, um, yeah. But it wasn't always like that. Sometimes all I could invest was fifteen, was on my products and fifteen dollars at a farmer's market. You know. But you build it. And you use what you had and you invested what you had. You build it, yeah. 
Moving into investments and money, we have a segment called Girl Buy, <laughs> where I want to know your biggest, oh, I'm sorry, not your biggest, but your worst financial mistake, you know, like your worst buy. Yeah. Well, my worst financial mistake is not does not have to do with jewelry. <laughs> so we, we can deviate a little bit. My worst financial mistake is recently I invested in a home that I wanted to flip. And my worst financial mistake was keeping, keeping, dumping money on contractors that didn't really come through. Mm. And I was so anxious to finish this house that I kept, I kept paying and paying and paying different ones and so on. And at some point, when something is not going right, you have to pull the brakes early. Mm -hmm. You don't just keep dumping money on it. And I don't know what was going on in my head, but I just wanted to finish it so bad. I think I I was zealous, but, Mm. you know, I was overzealous. And now, a year later, the house is half finished. I've invested enough to fix three homes mm. in it, and it's only half finished. And I'm so mad at myself. It's like it's like a year later, I snapped out of this bubble that I was in, and it is not in my nature to do that. So I'm I'm wondering how in the world did I allow myself to go out of control for a year? So. That is something that you have to be careful for with. If something is not going right, you don't continue dumping money in it. You pull back. Mm. And you say, you know, you say, Lord, help me. Lord, until the right person comes, help me to restrain. Help me to save whatever is left. Mm. You know? But I didn't do that. I spent all the way to the end. <laughs> I wanted this thing done so, so bad. And, um, and it's so funny because I remember I look back and look, I, I can tell you how many times the Lord tapped me on my shoulder, like, slow your row. And I was like, oh, Lord, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. And, um, yeah, no, if it's not working out, you know, after two, three admonitions, you dust your feet. If it's mm. not working out, you don't keep dumping money into something. And it doesn't mean that it's a bad idea. It could be that you're not working with the right people. It could be that um, just the timing is off. You know, it could be that it's the wrong conference. You know, it could be d- different things. But regardless, if it's not working, you pull back. Okay. You pull back. Not not the first time or so, but after two or three tries, you pull back. How do you plan on bouncing back from this move, the financial move? Um, well, um, so I was so anxious to finish this house that I literally didn't work for a year. Hmm. And I was spending, spending, spending. And so... I'm going back to the drawing board and doing exactly what the good Lord gave me to do, the pattern that he gave me to do a year ago, which I brushed off and decided to just do it my way. And it was, it's an expensive lesson. Um, so the pattern that, that, I, that I 
feel like the Lord gave me was to work and do a little bit work and do a little bit work and do a little bit. I remember he's him telling me, don't touch your savings. I remember this clearly. And I did it. I went head on in <laughs> to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Pow. So, um, so how, so that's, I'm just going to go back to the original pattern he gave me work, fix a little bit, work, fix a little bit and proceed in that way. Mm. And it, I believe that when you follow the pattern that God gives you, you'll see greater results than whatever genius idea you think you have of your own, you know? Mm-hmm. And even if it seems like it's going slower, you'll get to where you need to get right at the right time. Mm-hmm. Because rushing and speeding and all that for me to finish and flip this house, a year later, I'm only halfway through. Mm. that's my biggest mistake when you when it's not working pull back pull back reorganize rethink things pray about it see what's not what's going on figure it out and then proceed are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now no worries it doesn't have to stop here With more podcast interviews, blogs, and magazine, we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood. We are Daughters of a King, which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another. Because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. What does it mean for you when you hear the words about my father's business? Um, well, scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So, um, our relationship with the Lord is my first business. I am first a child of God and I am first a worshiper of God I am first a priest so seek ye first the kingdom of God is not just only talking about what can, how can I serve the Lord but it's your personal ministry it's your secret closet it's your daily devotions it starts there Whatever ushering choir, whatever you do, is secondary. Mm-hmm. So seek you first the kingdom of God is that secret place, is that word time. And it's daily, it's day and night. Um, it's day and night. And um, then from there, it's... You're not only minister with that you're ministering to the Lord, but it's also ministering to His people. So it's you have to be planted somewhere and figuring out how you're going to serve and ministry minister to His people. And then from there, there's how am I going to witness? How am I going to tell the world the Lord uh, the world about the Lord? How am I going to share it with my neighbors, with my coworkers, with all this? And it's figuring all this out, you know. Um, do your neighbors know 
that it's Christ that's making all the difference in your life. That mm. you know that that's who you depend on. Do your neighbors know that you pray and so forth? You know, are because it's not just good enough that they know you're a good person. Mm-hmm. If they can't credit that to the Lord, how does He get glorified? You know, so um, and then in your business. You know, everything about it, when you're a child of God, everything about us is because of Him. Mm-hmm. It's His gifts, it's His talents, it's His everything. It, everything about us is, is Him. And so if you're, an, if you're a painter, it's a gift from Him. If you're mm-hmm. a singer, it's a gift. If you're naturally inclined in science or math or architecture or cartoons or... Um, you know all this internet stuff if you're naturally inclined into that um it's a it's a gift from him Mm -hmm. so now um you know what we do should glorify him what we do should be used for his glory um so um about being and then you have to find out when you're plugged into a church somewhere um you have to find out what's the vision, what's the mission, and how can I bring that, how can I help that bring to pass? Because mm-hmm. we are many members but one body. And so, um, and so being about your father's business, my business is my father's business, mm-hmm. my personal business, my jewelry business is my father's business. He gave it to me. Um, uh, but there's also his business which is he came to seek and save that which is lost Mm -hmm. so how do I bring how do I how do I fulfill the will of the Lord in all these areas my family is my father's business so how do I glorify God in my family and uh, I'm not married but if I was married in my marriage if I don't have children but if I had children with my children how do I do my father's business in all this Mm -hmm. you know so it's in every area of our life. If you're a child of God, everything belongs to Him. Everything is because of Him. You know, all good things come from the Lord. That's exactly the mission of what we're aiming for. Yeah. And that's exactly why I'm tackling about my father's business. That's mm-hmm. the focus of the year um, for my ministry, for my marriage, my household, my life. And yeah. so that is why I am seeking the kingdom of God first, and then I'm yeah. seeking out women who are also about their father's business. Amen. That's a wonderful cause. You know, in your children, when you raise your children, that's the father's business. And the scripture says you train them up in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the father's business. You know, he's interested in every aspect. He created every aspect of our life. He wants our joy to be full. And it will be uh, when we are about, when when we realize that this is the doing of our Father and we are stewards over every part of our life that He gives Mm -hmm. us, you know, we're stewards over it. Amen. Uh, I always have or always end our interviews with one question. the motto of Iron Wifey is based off of Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, mm-hmm. and it's as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another, but our motto is as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Mm-hmm. How are you sharpening the women in 
not only your life, but the women who you come in contact with through your business? Um, you know, I don't think that we um, celebrate each other enough. I think that um, too many women are beat up in life. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, we run into a lot of criticism, a lot of negativity, a lot of um, and so we're not celebrated enough in life. And women have a, a, a we're naturally inclined to take care mm -hmm. uh, of people more than to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, women are mothers, they're wives, they're always the caregiver, you know. And in my jewelry, I give them a chance to be pampered. Mm. I give them an opportunity to have a piece that makes them feel even more beautiful, um, pieces that they that they cannot have on for more than five minutes without being complimented. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and when you hear those compliments throughout the day, I just had a lady today. She said, "I just put your necklace on. I walked from one side of the building to the other. I'm already getting compliments." <laughs> you know. I mean, how wonderful is that mm -hmm. to, to hear so much positivity, to hear so much, you know, goodness um, counter whatever other experiences people might be having, women might be having. So it's uplifting. It's encouraging. It feels good, you know, um, and we need that. We need to hear that. We need to... Um, we need that in our life. We, we, we need to be... Uh, affirmed mm -hmm. we need to be um, um, you know somebody might be a good hairdresser somebody might be a good cook somebody might be this but and when you get a, a good feedback it's just it's healing to the soul mm -hmm. you know um, you don't know what people are going through you don't know their frustrations you don't know what they're not telling you or anything so anything good that gets deposited in them counters all that other stuff mm -hmm. you know so so hopefully you know I, I hope that the jewelry my jewelry um, brings some of that goodness in their lives some of that um, you know I've, I've had women tell me my husband never notices anything I wear but I put your piece on and he was like wow Wow. Let's go to dinner. And I've heard, I've had women say, I don't know the last time he said that to me. Wow. You know? And so it changed lives. It, I, I believe it. I, I know it does. I know it does. I've had emails. I've had phone calls. I've had testimony after testimony. Every single time I wear your piece, I get compliments. And I love that because that's just goodness positivity uplifting coming back to them and I and I like that that counters whatever else they might be going through wow well Marin I love you so much <laughs> I love you too you're doing Kayla. amazing work Thank amazing you. work and I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you yes, for 2020 yes and what he has in store for Jules and Co and um, yes, just 
I am praying for you, praying for your, your strength, for a clear vision of where God wants you to be, the shows he wants you to be at, the pieces that he wants you to sell, and the numbers that he wants you to obtain in order to reach the maximum amount of wealth that he has for you. And I'm just so excited that I was able to connect with you here. Yes, it's been amazing. Yes, I agree. I am very... Um, it almost feels divine. It is. It, <laughs> I promise you it is. <laughs> it almost feels divine. And um, I love your spirit. I love your positivity. I love your professionalism. Um, and I look I'm tremendously look forward to working with you in the future. Of course. <laughs> now, before we go, where can people find you? Where can they find Jewels & Co.? Well, there is a website um, we're putting together. So... Um, soon it'll it'll be marketed uh, you know everywhere we can possibly find and market Um, so just look for us near you okay (laughs) look for us near you it'll be gemsofafem.com gemsofafem.com yes all right guys you heard it here first so as soon as it launches, just make sure you know we're debuted at here on the Iron Worthy Podcast. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you would like to share with us? Well, um, in starting your business, find what you are good at. Mm. Find it. It's really not about what anyone else is doing. It's about what your, what your gifts are, what your talents are. Find it and work it to your bones. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen a lot of people try to copy other people, and it didn't work out for them. It's just a lot of frustration. Find your gifts. Can you run? Can you draw? Can you cook? Can you, are you good at math? What is your thing, you know? And then work it. Find, where, can, where can you work it? And then find where you can work it, and then work it. And the other thing is, when you start profiting, save, save, save. Whatever you do, save. Mm. Save 90% and see if you can live off 10%. Mm. Save, because one day that big break is going to come, and you're going to need all that savings. Amen. You know, save. Save for, for great open doors, not for stupid stuff. Not for the latest Nikes, not for perishable things, you know. Mm-hmm. Save. Um, don't, you know, and after you save, you know, that doesn't mean a, a fancy car. You're not saving for all that. You're saving for something that you can invest in that's going to multiply your funds. Mm. Um uh, anything that's perishable, anything that does not accrue in value, don't don't waste your time on it. You know, you want to save in until I don't know what that next thing is for you, but when it shows up, you will know it, and that savings will help you accomplish it. I told you that was amazing. It's crazy because Mary was actually my very first interview once um, the Lord gave me the theme to do 
this series to do about my, about my father's business. And so it's it's funny because when God gives you a vision or he gives you an idea or, you know, he kind of gives you like these little tidbits along the way of what he wants you to do, you're kind of taken back in fear. And so what happened was God gave me the vision to do about my father's business. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know who to interview. And in walks this lady into my job and we just start talking about Jesus and we connect and she has a business. And so that night I was like, you know what? I want to interview you. Would you be open? And she was totally down. Super, super amazing. Um, we were able to connect and there may be future business opportunities coming out of this. But I just want to let you know that whatever God is calling you to do, whatever business he's calling you into, just jump. I'm, I'm not saying like quit your job and jump, but I'm saying just jump, go in for it. Trust that God's going to lead you. Trust that he's going to give you the tools and the skill set that you need and trust that he's going to send people your way to make sure that you're on the right track, because that is exactly what happened with this interview. And it's exactly what's been happening throughout this whole series. Every guest that I've had has been amazing so far, and I am so excited to share everyone with you that we have in store. But ladies, and gentlemen, just go for it because God's got your back and he's not going to give you anything more than you can handle. And so know that you are capable, know that you are able, know that you are talented and you have a very, very unique skill set that the world needs and know that what you provide to the world is going to be a blessing because God has led you in it. Of course, as always, know that I love you, Jesus loves you, and continue to be about the Father's business and sharpen each other in Christ. I will see you in the next episode.